Yo, that music had me in the feels. Oh, he had a shake around everything. We got Michael Cirillo <laughs> on the show this morning. We're going to talk about VinFast dealerships, Maple Leaf Battery Factory. Michael, just for you, this one. And Jack Dorsey deletes Instagram. Everywhere I go, the people oh, really yes. Know who He's I very... Jack Dorsey say. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Friday. Um, Kyle's been on vacation all week, so we've had uh, a lot of riffraff just shuffling through the show. Started off with Steve Greenfield uh, Tuesday. Was it Monday? Tuesday? Who was Monday? I don't remember. Uh, Steve was Tuesday, Wednesday. Liza was yesterday. What day is You're that? Today, today's Friday. I'm, I'm 90% okay. sure today is Friday. Uh, oh, <laughs> Todd Caputo was Monday. How could I forget? Caput, as you call him. Hey, Caput. Hey, how has your week been? You and I have been running like in multiple directions, haven't really even seen each other. But how have you been? When you texted me, when you texted me, I felt like I had reconnected with a long lost friend. That's great and sad all at the same time. <laughs> I know. It just made oh, Paul. But one one interesting thing that happened that I wish Kyle was here to celebrate is that one year ago is when we recorded the first auto collabs episode. And if you don't know what that is, uh, you can just search auto, A-U-T-O-C-O-L-L-A-B-S, auto collabs. And it's a podcast that myself, Kyle, and Michael Cirillo have where we interview people in the industry. And we usually banter on the front end and the back end and uh, try not to get in trouble. So if you want to have a good time, auto collabs. But that was really the synthesis of kind of our whole relationship. So it was a year ago. I mean, we've known each other for a lot longer, but still. When we're less worried about being canceled, maybe we'll do the release, the the B side release of the banter we have at the beginning. That'll be a day in the future, and it'll be called "Things We Can't Talk About," and uh, <laughs> and then it'll just be the three of us, and our kids will convince us they're actually publishing them, but they'll actually just yeah. not be going anywhere. <laughs> exclusively on Discord. Yeah, <laughs> exclusively <laughs> on my hard drive. Um, all right, so we have some fun things to talk about, but first we want to mention a SoduCon. You just saw the preview for it. Oh, the plans are all falling into place. The swag has been ordered. We have some crazy swag. We do have the soccer scarf. Uh, thanks to our friends at Foundation uh, who sponsored the swag this year. We also have custom shoelaces, pens. No, do we do the notebooks? I can't remember. We have an awesome swag bag for you this year. But either way, um, September 26, 27 in Baltimore, just north of Annapolis, south of the BWI airport, easy to get to. We have over a thousand rooftops represented already. If you go to the website and just click all speakers, you will see how many dealers and industry front runners there are going to be there. The momentum's building. We're about to announce uh, a bunch of sponsors on Monday. Super exciting moment for us. And uh, we want you to be there. So tickets are still $100 off until September 1st. And if you're a dealership, bring a couple people because when you go back with all the ideas, you have to sell the ideas to your people. But if you bring two or three, you can gang up on some people. So we hope to see you there. Michael's going to be there. Aren't you, Michael? Uh, I'm going to be there. Well, and and I'm I'm listening to you talk about it and the value that, I mean, you and I and everyone watching or listening has been to a million and one different automotive conferences. Yeah. This is so much the case that I almost don't even think of it as an automotive conference because it's never been done like this in our industry True. before. So much fun, so much learning, so much collaboration. Da, oh. da, da. Um, and and so, I mean, I hate to pull out that 90s saying like, be there, be square, but like, that's the way it is. Well, speaking of collaboration, Stop. we're going to segue to our first story today. 
I, I actually got really happy when I read this. Vietnamese EV maker VinFast, who's uh, we talked about with Steve Greenfield on Tuesday, whose market valuation uh, actually briefly surpassed Ford and GM when it debuted earlier this week at like $85 billion, uh, but then has fallen 33%, as Steve Greenfield predicted. Uh, surprise some as it announced its shift in U.S. distribution strategy, namely moving away from Tesla's direct model. And now they're saying, you know what? I think we might want to have some dealerships so the company's already shipped uh-huh. over 3,000 vehicles to north america but has been plagued by some delivery and quality issues uh u.s dealers are intrigued but you know they want some more information obviously ceo late uh late uh of vinfast said opening our own stores is great but it takes a lot of time joining forces with other partners to go faster has always been in our nature and this auto news article that we linked up is so cool because it has lots of different dealer opinions um, in here. So we'll read a few for them, and then, Mike, I'd love to get your reaction. So Andrew DeFeo, who's actually an Asoto investor and dealer principal at Hyundai of St. Augustine, said, uh, the first thing you have to look at is that, is this company going to be around in five years? That's a big concern. That's what was quoted in the article. I asked him about it separately, and he said, um, as established brands, like with loyal customers, as they, you know, as others come out with competitive product, the newer entrants will have a harder time gaining market share without dealerships. But then he goes on to say the car market in the U.S. is the most mature in the world, and the pie of buyers isn't getting any bigger. He says, so it doesn't seem like we need more brands. We actually probably need less that sentiment is mimicked by George Glassman, president of Glassman, said, is there room for more brands? Probably, but it's too early to tell. I need to see more. Uh, our friend Rhett Reichert, CEO of Reichert Auto, uh, we know Rhett, he said, I'm going to do If it's a good product and got a great warranty on it, Americans will buy it. That's my Rhett Reichert impression. <laughs> um, you know, and then uh, last but not least, we'll mention here, uh, Bo Bachman says, uh, dealers are entrepreneurial and they're risk takers. So salespeople love to be sold, but everybody didn't say they loved it. Um, Warren Brown, industry consultant and former GM executive said, it's a death strategy. There's too much value extracted by serving dealers. I, I read that. I was like, I don't think you understand what's going on around here. He said, that's a strategy Wall Street will whip them on. So yeah, we got, we got some dissenting opinions, Michael. What is your opinion? My opinion's twofold. One, I can see the sentiment around not needing another brand, especially when brand loyalty is probably a little bit lower than it's been in a while. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, look at look at what happens in America when the hype train hits. Remember Web3? <laughs> well, Web3 <laughs> Web is like it was crypto and now it's crypto and AI is Web3. Right, so right. It, and, it and soon it's going to be... AI, and next thing you know, we're just going to be like George Jetson, pushing a button and making sprockets. Sprockets, yeah. (laughs) Cogsworth, (laughs) yeah. I forgot about Um, that. Yeah, and then on on the flip side of the coin, um, you know, who knows? You really don't know what what customers are going to gravitate towards at certain times or different life stages, so. I think the biggest part of the story that I'm excited about is the fact that it's so easy to crap on the dealership model as from the outside and throw stones at it and say, we're going direct to consumer. It's what people really want. And after just a few hiccups, right? Like on distribution, you realize like, oh, you know what? Having people in the local communities that are vested in customer service, vested in making sure the delivery goes well, vested in like being there on site to make sure it works. That doesn't sound like such a bad idea. And uh, I love the, the perception shift that, you know what? Dealers are... They're actually 
going to make this thing well. We talked to, uh, in our first episode of More Than Cars, we interviewed uh, Peggy uh, PDI Tech. And she's like, I'm the one that sits in the car and makes sure everything works right before it goes to the customer. And I was like, right. You can't, you can't outsource that one to a uh, direct consumer sales, put it on the truck, hope everything goes well, 300 miles away. So, uh, it's like, I, it made, it warmed my heart when I read this because you know what? Finfast. A very real example of that, that is me taking my wife's Tesla through a car wash and having no clue how to pop that sucker in neutral. Oh, and I'm, and, and the, the things are pulling me right. forward. And you're like, my cars, like and the, the safety and the safety things in the car are probably freaking out. You're like, Oh, oh boy. That's you don't a have a moment. customer service person. You don't have a PDI well, tech. I don't, I don't know who you would have gotten hey. to in that moment anyway. Hey. Uh, yeah, I, don't know. I'm, I don't know. Well, I don't know. I just want to just, I'm just going to do this segment. Speaking of Canada. Segway. <laughs> Time. <laughs> But, well, if you don't know, Michael is a Canadian that has uh, moved to Texas. And, uh, what, what did they say in your uh, in your uh, party? What are the, what are the similarities uh, between Texas and Canada? What did they say about me? Uh, oh, you treasonous traitor. No, they no, didn't. That's not, that was the other thing they say. Uh, they what, say what's the it's same? extremely northern Texas. No, they out say, where I came from. They, no, 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 they didn't say that. They said there's very there's two similarities. Like Texas and and Canada have a lot in common. They both border the United States. I believe was. The oh comments. yes, yes, yes. That's what <laughs> they, they say, say. So many things in Texas that you just have a hard keep hard time keeping track. You might have some good perspective on this. Ford, alongside partners, uh, EcoPro BM Company and SK. Ontario company, that's a lot of initials, are investing over $890 million to establish a battery materials plant in, how do you pronounce this word? It's Biancourt? Quebec. Oh, yeah. B-E-A, Biancourt, Quebec. The facility named EcoProCam Canada is set to open in 2026. It makes uh, Marks Ford's first investment in Quebec, aiming to produce materials for Ford EVs in North America's EV ecosystem. So it's going to produce uh, 45,000 tons of cathode active materials annually, uh, you know, and they use that for lithium ion batteries. And uh, according to the, you know, Inflation Reduction Act's rules, right? Any battery materials produced in Northern America, including trading partners of the U.S. like Canada, do still qualify uh, for the tax credits. So I don't, I don't know, Michael, is this like a, a unique like geography that they would put it here? Like, do you have some level of perspective on this because you're a Canadian national? Yes, and it enrages me instantly. <laughs> here's here's the most Albertan you appear, thing you I will say. visibly appear enraged to me. So Yeah, here's the most Albertan thing I'll say. Alberta pretty much supplies all of Canada's economy through our oil and gas exports. And they put all of the tax credits in Quebec like they always have. Oh, is that how it works? (laughs) If you didn't know it, that was actually Michael Cerullo making that noise and not a sound (laughs) trigger. Um, Well, speaking of being triggered. Segway. Time. I didn't even wrap that other story. I Who just writes segued. these segues? Uh, no. They're always perfect. Well, here's the deal: no one writes them. They just they just happen when they happen. And if you did, I, maybe brilliance. you missed the one into the Canadian story, or, but that was far. We're watching perfect. brilliance unfold. Yeah, right. Um, one a.m. last night. So this is really recent. So just hours ago, Twitter founder Jack Dorsey tweeted, "Quote." Deleted my Instagram account after 12 years was one of the first 10 accounts on the platform, I believe, and the first one of the first angel investors. Who will they give the at Jack handle to? 
So uh, responding in the comments, he said, people say, well, why did you delete it? And he says, all the reasons are too meta to be interesting. And I don't know if that's a play on words. Ooh. It's pretty good there. And oh. then asked, why does he use an iPhone? He said, uh, it's all trade-offs depending on what phone you use. He said, I generally trust Apple more than others given their business model and stated values, uh, but have been disappointed in their approach to the App Store broadly. So, I mean, I know it's not doesn't seem like huge automotive news that Jack Dorsey deleted his Instagram account, but I think it does highlight the fact that people uh, are thinking about privacy, right? And they also are shifting their attention. Like there's a big online attention shift. And Michael, your your agency Flex, you do tons in, in ad placements and ads and technology. Um, what, what is your take on the changing ecosystem in general? Well, I think what we're seeing, especially is that, um, no, you can't do whatever you want, big, big box company, that people are starting to stand up and stand out and make their voices heard around things that they don't agree with. And- I mean, it should be no surprise that people this day and age support you with their attention, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, like we hear Gary Vee talk about it all the time. What do I do? I day trade attention. Right. And and so, I mean, we're seeing this kind of shift where more and more people are saying, you know what? I could do with less of that in my life or I can do less of this in my life. And I think that needs to be kind of a wake-up call for a lot of the big box companies who have gotten away with doing too much for too long. Whatever they want, perhaps. Whatever they want. Hey, well, the one thing's for sure, it's always going to change, and the dealers who are paying attention to the change and the industry partners who are paying attention to the change are disproportionately going to win. Um, I just want to take a moment, thank everyone in the live stream comments. Vincent, Adrian, Jeff, Brian, uh, Stephen, thank you for being here. Oh, actually, I saw, who did I see up early on? Bruce Miller, good to see you in here this morning. Um, we really appreciate you being here. We really appreciate the conversation going on. And also, if you don't get the audio version of the podcast, go to Spotify or go to Apple Music and check out the audio version of the show and just subscribe to it. That way, if you're in the car, you know, you can catch it and you don't get to see Michael's beautiful face, but you can hear his beautiful voice. Uh, all right, we are heading over to the All Things Used Cars Clubhouse Room with David Long right now, literally this minute. But if we don't see you again, don't talk to you again. We hope you have an amazing weekend. Sell some cars, love some people.